Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Welcome to the Grace Party. Uh, yeah, Growing in Grace. The podcast is right here, and we're glad you found us. I'm Mike Kapler with Joel Brzezinski. What we do here for 15 minutes every week is just get together and take a look at the good news of the grace of Jesus Christ and growing in our understanding of what God did for us through his son. And uh, I think what you'll find here on our podcast compared to maybe a lot of other religious broadcasts and perhaps even from your church is you're just going to hear some things that you probably haven't heard before. And you should walk away from every one of our podcasts feeling better than when you started. I mean, you should just be feeling better about what God did for you. This love thing that you may have heard so much about, but you really didn't understand it. That was me for a long time. I didn't really understand what unconditional love was. Once it gets a hold of you, there, there's just no stopping it. I mean, it just it just snowballs and continue just because it's, it's such a bottomless well. It's such an infinite thing that God pours out upon us. But it was demonstrated through Jesus Christ and his one-time sacrifice. So I'm glad to have Joel with me over there. And uh, we'll be continuing to talk about something that we were picking up on last week, too, about are there such things as, as Christian laws that are required for us to follow? Yeah, you know, it's it's okay to feel good about the gospel. <laughs> it's, mm. uh, it's, it's sad that, you know, we would have to say something like that, but what you were talking about there just made me think about how so many people do indeed go to church, and, and it's almost as if they think they're supposed to feel bad about themselves. This is what this church thing is about. This is what God, this God thing is about in our lives. God is here to make us feel bad about ourselves. It's People aren't necessarily going to preach that, but that's kind of what is behind the preaching. You got to feel bad about your sin all the time, and you got to walk around like you're a dirty, rotten sinner, and um, you got to try to get your act together, straighten yourself out. And uh, but really, the gospel, like you said, it's good news. It's really good news. It's the better than good news news, and it's it's something that we <laughs> have a right to feel good about. I think God wants us to feel good about His good news, about the gospel, about the finished work of Jesus Christ. He um has done so much on our behalf because, why? Because he so loved us. God so wanted the world to feel bad and miserable about themselves that he sent Jesus to wag his finger at them and all their sin. That's not, that's not the gospel. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. And, and that's not just it doesn't just mean that you're going to live forever, but it means you're going to have a high quality of life forever. Eternal life, God's life. We've been, become partakers of the divine nature. One spirit with God, Paul tells us. And so all of this, I think, fits into kind of what we've been talking about uh, last week and what we'll continue to talk about today, because in the Bible— there is a lot of that good news, and there's there are also some exhortations from Paul to live a certain way. 
And uh, unfortunately, from from my point of view, I think a lot of the church has turned these exhortations into Christian rules, Christian laws. You have to do this, and if you're not living a certain way, if you're not living by the rules, if you can't seem to be able to do it, then God's going to throw you out, or, or God's not going to bless you, or you're going to have a really horrible life, or or whatever, any number of things that go through a person's mind when they think about not living up to the standards, the so-called standards of the Christian life. And so we were talking last week about how uh, these are good things to stay away from, you know, sexual immorality, stealing, murder, of course, hatred, you know, all kinds of things. And, And the reason to stay away from those things are because those things aren't good for us and they're not good for other people. It's not because God will withhold blessings from us or withhold himself from us. He will never leave us. He will never forsake us. But we have been made new creations, and so uh, we're encouraged, exhorted, to live as new creations. I left off last week talking about a little bit about how um, Paul said in Romans 6, if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection, knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. For he who has died has been freed from sin. So our old man, who we were in Adam, died. It was crucified with Christ, gone, dead and gone forever, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. For he who has died has been freed from sin. So we need to understand that. that We have been freed from sin. We're not trying to be freed from sin by not sinning, but we've been freed from sin because we died with Christ, and then we rose again with him. Paul continues on, now if we died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him, knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, dies no more. Death no longer has dominion over him. And uh, Paul goes on, about this wonderful resurrection life that we have. And in Romans uh, 5, the previous chapter, he says, For if by one man's offense death reigned through the one, much more those who receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. So we had been talking about this letter we had received about someone who basically was on the verge of just wanting to give up because I, I can't live by these Christian rules. Well, where do we find this reigning in life? Is it when we finally figure out how to live the Christian life, how to do good and avoid evil? It's it's not. It's those who receive the abundance of grace and the gift. It's a gift of righteousness. Those are the ones who reign in life through the one, Jesus Christ. Yeah, could you repeat that? Yeah, all of that? I know, it's pretty long. I got a little bit the long-winded. The whole thing. Um, good copy stuff. and paste it. Yeah. And, and if you didn't catch last week's program, I haven't said this for a while. I would encourage you to go back and listen to it. Growingingrace.org. Archived programs are there. I can't seem to live the Christian life as has been taught to me by various people in the church. That's what somebody wrote to us. And we talked about his email to us last week and the frustration. You know, the, the hypocrisy of all of this, Joel, is that the people who have been teaching him what they think the Christian life is mm-hmm. and, and this poor guy's inability to live up to that, they aren't living up to it either. Right. People who try to get other people 
to live by a certain moral standard and call it the Christian life. So many people, th this guy represents most people. I think so. <laughs> he's not, uh huh. Yeah. Do you agree with that? Yeah. I mean, he, he's not some lone wolf out there feeling this way, right? Right. And I mean, there's just so many people frustrated, so many people who don't go to church anymore uh, because they were in this guy's state of mind. And, and, and I've been there too, as I talked about last week, they, they couldn't seem to live up to the, the Christian standard as it had been taught to them by others, oftentimes within the church. But that's what's so sad about this is that those people also couldn't live up to it. Maybe they fooled themselves or maybe they fooled the people they're teaching that they're living up to some certain standard that somehow makes them above the fray, I guess, when it comes to uh, being rewarded. Uh, and accepted by God because they're they're keeping the Christian commandments good enough. Look, th this is about the only card that the enemy has left to play mm. <laughs> is to point out people's sins and tell them you're not living good enough, and you know just convince you that you are a defeated individual and 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 you've been deceived when you fall into that trap because. Some of what you were talking about was so good there from, from Romans, but God isn't reacting to your sins. He doesn't react when you do something wrong. He did react to sin. He did it a long time ago by our conception of time, and that was through the cross of Jesus Christ. He reacted to sin. He dealt with the problem. He took it away. It's been put aside, and he remembers it no more. You know, and I, I think sometimes these almost become catchphrases to us, and we don't understand the the significance of what they mean for us today in our in our own lives. And and that one that I just mentioned is is one that I don't ever want I don't want it to become a catchphrase or a cliche. And that is that God through Christ removed sin and completely took it away. It wasn't like the old covenant with animal sacrifices and and the blood of those animals that, that would cover up, provide some sort of an atonement, which means a covering of the sin, but it never was able to remove it. Well, Jesus did that. God did that, not with many sacrifices, but with one sacrifice for all. He took care of that problem. So now the reason for us to want to avoid sin, as we mentioned briefly last week, and what you already mentioned now, is that it's, it's just something that's bad. It is something that's bad. I mean, take a look around. Take a look around and see a fallen world as the result of one man's mistake. <laughs> you know, the domino effect that took place after that. Things started to die, including us as human beings. And so now here we are in, in this place, in Christ, God took care of the sin problem. He dealt with it. We're not under law of any kind. When we talk about law from the Old Covenant, those commandments came with conditions attached. Nobody could ever live up to it. We now live in, in a different kind of law, the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Paul also referred to the law of faith. James referred to the law of liberty. These are things that free you up. You know, our, our friend who, who wrote to us just wanted to be freed up from this, this law thing that was building up inside of him. Well, the Apostle Paul went through the same thing and talked about it. You've been freed up from it. You were never under it in the first place. But these new Christian laws and things that people will try to put on you, that's not 
really the gospel. It's it's just not. Joel, I, I know uh, we're getting close again to the end. I can't believe how fast these last two <laughs> programs have gone. Yeah, they're moving quickly, and this is good stuff. I mean, I, this is good stuff to talk about, and I'm hoping that what we're talking about here will really free people up. You were just talking about people being freed up, and here's something that I had written uh, to this person. Here's what's astonishing to a lot of people. A focus on good and evil won't actually set us free <laughs> from evil and help us to do good. If we're constantly focused on good and evil, it's not going to accomplish what we think it will. It will actually keep us more focused on trying to avoid evil and do good and, and our failure uh, to do so. So what our focus really needs to be is God's love and grace and what he himself has accomplished for us on our behalf and what happened to us when we first believed. We died with him, and therefore we died to sin, and we were resurrected with him into new life. We've got this brand new life in Jesus Christ, a brand new identity, and uh, that identity, that life, has nothing to do with our behavior, but has everything to do with how we died with him and rose again with him into new birth. And so we do recognize that, yes, we do do some wrong things, and we don't do the things uh, that we always want to do. We recognize that, and we do consciously want to try to turn from those things, but not in a fleshly effort to do so, but keeping our gaze fixed on God and the life of Christ that's in us, asking him for his grace and, you know, walking in his grace and, and by the spirit to turn away from these things. But the focus really, again, not on good and evil, but on Jesus Christ and his life in us. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.